Blog Talk Radio. having a beautiful day. Welcome to today's podcast. And today we're going to be uh, discussing and talking about sacred stillness and moving into isolation in terms of healing and also doing some healing out in nature. And it's an important and powerful time that we're moving into because we're getting ready to move into the eclipse season, which is going to be quite intense. And I always try to remind people every year that usually I don't remind people quite this quickly, but we're we're this year is kind of unique in it in its in its fashion, if you will. Usually the back half of the year is uh, a lot more intense than the front half of the year because we're kind of settling into its what I call the solo energy of of the year. Because in the beginning of the year we still have a usually first few months we have some of the previous year coming in yet, and then we get into the flow of the, the current year. But as we start to get into the back half of the year is when we start to get into the shadows and the illumination, so the light and the darkness kind of meet together. But as we get to that very back half of the year, that's when we start to feel the intensity of the meaning and the foundation of that current year. We're going into it a lot earlier this year, so this always means that the um, the eclipse, when we move into the eclipse season, begin the eclipse season, is it's going to be incredibly intense. And June is kind of all over the place right now, um, kind of on and off, and preparing us for the the brunt, if you will, of July coming up. So July is going to be quite intense because it's eclipse season is coming into that. And so it's just very important that we find a lot of balance, a lot of harmony. So I wanted to talk about deep healing because when we go through an eclipse and not only one but many we start to go deeper into our experience and if you follow my work and you know my work i am very much about working from the core of your experience of your being versus working on the surface because on the surface we get very unground very uncentered and there isn't a lot of really good things on the surface to really help us to move into that space of the deeper essence of awakening, the deeper essence of, of discovering and bringing to fruition who we really are in that experience. So the eclipse energy always brings us into the arrival and the embodiment of more and more and more of what I call the one looking through, which is your foundation, which is your essence of who you are. So during this time, because, and let me back up just a little bit, there is a lot of um, mental expressions, planetary energy, collective energy, events going on in the world where there's a lot of mental energy. And, and in the past five years, this has kind of been a little bit of a problem. There's always been mental expressions, as we know from the planets and the, and the stars as well, that we go through and we experience. But what's happening is because of we're going through such drastic change, we're moving out of that single density dimension and we're moving more into a multidimensional experience. And so when we have that, 
we have a tendency to feel a little uneasy, unbalanced, as even in our own individual lives when we're going through something from uh, kind of a, a, a comfortable pattern to an uncomfortable pattern, we have that same reaction, but this just happens to be more collective. So I have a lot to say about that. So I'm going to be writing a lot about that instead of dumping it all in the podcast. But it's it's really important to start to ponder that. Are you spending way too much time in your mental? I did a podcast a while back about that. Are you spending too much time thinking or in your head and overthinking and overthinking and overthinking? Because when we have these changes with the mental expressions, human beings tend to dive head first into the mental confusion because it's what we're used to because we've came from that place of deep fear and we're starting to move out of it and then we move back into it. We start to move out of it, then we move back into it. It's kind of this tug of war battle uh, of those experiences. So it's very important as we start to move into July and to, to really look at where are you with that? Have you just disowned, in a way, your feelings and your emotions and your connection to your intuition, spiritual essences, and, and gone deep into that? Very important to explore that. So as we, as we go into this more intense energy, and it's starting already, I noticed it kind of kicking up the last couple of weeks, and it's particularly in the evening yesterday, it was kind of getting a little sharper, I've noticed. So it's important to remember your self-care. This is something we tend to forget, especially people who are really attracted to and really feel that essence to help others or to help be in service. We sometimes forget about ourselves. So during this remainder of the year, because the energy is just going to keep churning up and churning up and churning up and churning up throughout the rest of this year. Remember, this year is a lot about dark night of the soul. It's a lot about illuminating and getting through your shadows, the ones that are expressing themselves the deepest and most closest to your energy field. So you feel those kind of coming in and it's, it's in this time, it's important to address your shadows and not run from them because they will just follow you and it'll show up in other areas of your, your experience. So it's important to look at that, but self care in, even in that, aspect is very, very, very important. We should always have some type of self-care process going on. And so self-care really means taking care of yourself, nurturing yourself, listening to your body, listening to your energy. And what does it really require? And remember, self-care isn't always meditation, nature, being quiet, being in that moment. It's about helping you to cleanse your body, your physical body, your energetic body, but all to bring the two into the basis of harmony. So it can mean going out and going shopping. It may mean going out and having dinner by lunch, din, dinner lunch by yourself, going into solitude. It may mean meditation. It may mean a retreat. It may mean grabbing your favorite book and having an hour to yourself. You know, lots of people have families and careers and it's, it's a busy time. But just remembering to do that self-care practice every day and to do it very deeply and really let it be meaningful versus thinking I'm doing self-care, 
but I'm really in the moment where I'm supposed to be doing self-care. I'm off in my head worrying about the gossip at work, worrying about the gossip in my family, worrying about a conflict. That's not self-care. And the, the big expression, I was just having a conversation with one of my clients who is a healer um, about this recently, is a lot of healers forget self-care. They're continually lecturing their clients on it, but they're not doing it themselves. So this is something that I do every single day. I make a deep commitment and intention to my day to have a large amount of self-care in those moments because it's important for me. It's a response as a healer. It's a responsibility. It's kind of like in that, in, in that experience of it's not an option to not do self-care uh, because you have a responsibility to your clients. You have a responsibility to the intention and, and your agreement that you put out into the world to have that. So you need to be really grounded. You need to be really centered in your experience, in your journey, and not spreading yourself too thin, which is what a lot of healers end up doing. So it's just something that it has to be a constant reminder. So it, it can't really be an option for a healer or any type of practitioner because <laughs> that needs to that needs to happen. So it's it's an important um, experience that unfolds all the time. So when we talk about stillness. This is one of my favorite topics to talk about. I teach quite a bit about presence and grace and finding that space of harmony where you are simply in the present moment and living in the key codes of presence, which is going to be incredibly powerful for everything that we do is getting into that stillness. The stillness is really a, a dimension that we all have within our experience and our frequency and in our energy. And it means more than just being quiet and sitting still, perhaps in nature, perhaps indoors somewhere, something that is very sacred to you. And that definitely can be the start. But what we want to do is we want to travel through that experience. So what are you feeling from that stillness? This is, this is something that I practice every day and do every day too become more and more and more of that that experience so I sit out in nature out in the canyons and I just let myself drop into that usually I'm in it right as I hit the edge of the trail or the edge of nature I'm dropping into it and that's what we want to kind of look at and flow through is starting out by being quiet being still perhaps breathing, perhaps meditation, and feel that place of stillness, and then you start to listen to it because there is a sound from stillness. And you just simply let yourself drop into it, whether that's melting into it, dropping into it, aligning to it, and just let yourself go deeper and deeper and deeper into that place of stillness. And stillness is formless. There's lots of sound, there's lots of peace, there's lots of experiences, lots of streamlines that come through this. And this is where we start to begin to explore what is underneath the humanness of what we are trying to explore through, what we are trying to live through on a daily life. What's underneath that human, the human journey, the human patterns, the human toxicity, if you will. What's underneath that? Because that's who you really are. One could say we are presence. 
which is the truth, and we are stillness, which is another level of truth. And being able to just feel that, and you don't have to do anything with it. Listen, be, and just feel it. Because the more you recognize that, the more you will let that feeling, that experience, come in. And hopefully as you're doing that practice of stillness, and I always say practice to become, because we can practice forever and never really do anything. We just call it practice. But when we have the intention behind the practice of becoming, of being, we activate that. And that's always the key points in, in many of the expressions nowadays with, in terms of peace, is we want to activate that. So we can reveal more of who we truly are. Some people say from creation level, but just simply from that beingness of what that exploration is, being in the present moment, being the activation of all existence in terms of harmony and finding that balance of spirit and earth. So as above, so as below and feeling that essence. So when we, we get those moments, and sometimes we just go through these experiences where we have the calling to go into isolation. And sometimes that gets a bad rap because that means that we are trying to run away from it all or we're trying, but it doesn't mean that at all. Isolation in many, many times is what we need to really come back to who we are, to experience the one looking through to experience who we really are. That is one of the major reasons I was called back to live in Sedona for, for the time being, is I needed to go after having uh, several intense years of going through completion and creating the new and, and going through this whole phase that I've been going through. And this transition collectively, we've all been going through, was to come back because I always get called back to live in Sedona when it's time to go into isolation and go deeper into my journey, deeper into my experience, and just be. To look at the next layer level that unfolds. So you may have that in your life where it's isolation for just a moment, or you may be, and that doesn't mean you stop living your life. Sometimes it is. You go off to a retreat or you go off to your cabin. You go off to whatever it is. Maybe it's two hours. Maybe it's a weekend. Maybe it's six months. You know, whatever that is for you that you feel called to do or that you can do. But this is often a resistance piece for a lot of, and I notice more and more people are getting called to that when I work with clients, when I'm having conversations with people, is they're getting called to find some type of isolation. I see this all the time in Sedona. People are here by themselves. People are being called. Even people that live here are getting called out into the canyon to be by themselves. People are taking vacations here by themselves to heal. They're moving here like I did by themselves to heal. So it's very important to listen to those calls of isolation and not to give it a bad rap or that it, it means something very longevity of, of a long period of time. It can mean something very like a, a day or a weekend, just going off somewhere where you can be with you. 
because we don't do that enough. That's why we're thinking so much because we're trying to run our lives at a million miles an hour and we're not coming back to the center of who we are. We're not coming back to the heart. And we need to remember that experience and moving into who we are. So within stillness, we go, perhaps we first start with isolation. We go into a secluded place that is really harmonic for you. And then you go into stillness, however you do that. And perhaps that is out in nature. Nature is a classroom. Nature is, is a very strong uh, experience for all of us to sink into. And it's important to drop into that as well. You know, every time I go out in nature, I do, before I go, there's a little bit of a ceremony that I do and to call on all the experiences of what I need in that moment. And sometimes I have to really put that in my schedule to get out there, even though I'm like right next to the canyon and next to the mountains. It's just something that I am committed to do. And, and so you may just start to feel that. And the important thing is when you're out in nature, and what I always mention to a lot of people is, is simply breathe. Because the moment you're out in nature and you start to let go and you start to breathe and you start to let go of your life, let go of your story from yesterday so you can fully be present in the moment, you'll start to feel the sacred spiral of nature moving through your, moving through your heart, moving through your cells, moving through your body, and you start to feel illuminated. You start to feel expansion. You start to feel a sense of freedom. And as you feel that wave or that frequency, or sometimes it's, it's kind of like going to an orchestra, so to speak, in terms of energy, you start to feel something very deep. And you start to feel something very powerful. That's wisdom and knowledge of nature arriving through you that is about your destiny, that is about where you are in the moment. And you don't have to know what it means because it shows up where it's needed and when you need it. And it'll just be there for you. So there's a the deep teaching going on. There's lots of healing going on as you just simply let go and be in nature. Just let be is the experience. So it's very important when you go into nature to simply surrender. And it always is kind of a little bit off-centered for me when I hear people taking hikes, especially here in Sedona, and they're just gossiping, they're talking about drama, they're talking about instead of just being in the frequency, especially here, because it's it's the healer, because it's full of of nature spirits, the divine, the cosmic frequencies, and all of nature. Many, many different realms when you step out into the canyons here very, very powerful. But it's, it's important that we remember to let go, to let be again in that present moment of, of nature. And you'll feel the spirals and you'll feel the multidimensional energies and teachings and healings going on through your body, through your energy and around you. To let nature take care of you especially those of you who are consistently on the go, consistently helping other people. 
key importance is remembering self-care, remembering those experiences, remembering the flow of what you're moving through and what you're arriving within, because that will take you to that next level. So the more we start to look at that place of stillness and just dropping into it and finding that deep practice to become, and we go into a deeper level of expanding and letting nature and letting that wisdom in, listening to our guides, listening to our angels, listening to spirit and universal messages that are coming forward all the time to us. Spirit is always talking to us and guiding us into where we need to be in that moment. And it's up to you to decide where you want to go with that, what you want to do with that, and to truly be in the practice of the present moment. But find those times of isolation and where is your power for self-care. And remember, self-care can also be a routine, a comfortable routine. And so you want to change it up every now and then. Do different types of self-care. Maybe self-care means meeting with other people, your tribe, and doing self-care together. Self-care doesn't always have to be a separate thing. Uh, for me, it works best, but you may be different. You may like that, the, the releasing of that with groups of people, with your tribe, and, and moving all in those different directional spaces. So everybody's a little bit different with that. So it's important to look at where you are with that. Find that experience deep within yourselves and be able just to arrive at what that is, but finding those experiences where you are doing activities, you are connecting to self-care, you're connecting to stillness, you're connecting to isolation or those calls of the soul. Where is it calling you to? And arriving through nature within and also externally to and feeling that around you, but most importantly within you to help you open up your heart, to help you feel again. We're getting further and further and further and further and further and further away from feeling and the essence of the intelligence of the heart. So it's important that we, we get into that. Well, now, we do think, of course, as I've mentioned many times on the show too, but when we get off balance and we're in the mental alignment of the thinking mind, we release and find every way possible to release the present moment. And then it begins to be harder and harder to discover why it is you're here and to really hear the calling of the soul. What direction is the soul calling you in versus trying to create it in your thinking mind? So that's a very, very important piece to, to look at and to, to express through your body and to feel through your body. So just take that moment to surrender Take that moment to step into the heart, even if it's for just a couple minutes, and just feel that. Feel the essence of stillness and what it's unfolding for you, how it's opening your heart. The more time you spend in your heart, the more you'll move into activation of the heart. And when you do that, you're also going to activate the higher wisdom mind. So that's really what is meant when you hear all these positive quotes saying, change your, change your life, change your thinking, change your thinking, change your life. <laughs> you can tell I don't use that, that statement much. <laughs> We're not talking about changing the thinking mind. We're talking about changing the multidimensional higher wisdom mind. 
the thinking mind will never change because it's connected to the past. And that's kind of the things that more people need to explain to people on what that is. That is also what is meant about mindfulness. It's the higher wisdom mind. It's not the thinking mind. Because the thinking mind is attached to, again, the past or something that has already happened as a physical object. So it's very much about what has happened already. So that's when, when you're trying to move through an obstacle, you're moving through an experience, and you're reviewing, it takes you through things you've already been through. And so that's why it's destructive. So the higher wisdom mind is connected to divine wisdom. So it takes you into a combination of mental and energetic feeling and gives you an experience through your body, through your cells, but most importantly, through the intelligence, the brain that's actually in the heart. And that's an important piece to flow into. So I want to talk just a little bit about that today. So it's taking the combination of isolation, stillness, and being out in nature is a powerful resource. resource and it helps you to really expand and open up your heart along with the energy field in expansion that is around your heart, which is different than the energy field that is around the body. All right, so once again, I want to remind you, if you're interested in my work, um, you can check out my website at eddiemullins.com. doing a few changes on there right now, so it's a, a little bit off, but um, you can still find uh, information out about me and what I do. Um, I do private sessions. You can always schedule those, and I usually can get people in for those within 12 hours, usually. And I leave enough space in my schedule for that to happen. And then I'm also teaching online courses right now. And I do have a mentorship program called Soul Navigation, which is for people who are ready to take that next step, who are ready for some type of um, change. So we, the mentoring is really mentoring you through your destiny and moving through where you are right now. So lots of healing, lots of um, exploration, lots of deep level messages that are like steps and moving through that and doing a lot of transitional work, shamanic, mystical, spiritual, and mentoring and coaching, mainly mentoring you into that next level of your destiny, what your soul is, is calling to you. So if that sounds like something you're interested in, make sure you check out my website and set up a consultation and we can look at how that would look for you and how, that is, how that's done and all the information that you'll need for that. I have about five openings in that right now, um, and that's done one-on-one, -on -one, just so you have that, that awareness. But it's, it's, it's mentoring you on why you're here, where you're going, all of those experiences, and being able to go deeper into that. Even if you're aware of that, it's about going deeper into the presence of those, those experiences. As always, that time goes by really fast, so I wanted to close out today with a meditation. So if you're able to do this, you can do this right along with us, or you can you can uh, check it out at my website. Um, it's usually up on the website, usually about five minutes or so after, after the live podcast is complete, and you can just click on the podcast menu item, and it'll take you right to all my podcasts. So go ahead and take a nice deep breath if you're able to do this at this moment. And simply drop into the body and relax. And just let your body expand. 
Let yourself be in that presence of letting go, being in the present moment, being in the space of where you need to be in this moment. And just notice where your body may be tight, your body may be needing some extra loving care. And just send breath to it. Send presence to it. Sometimes there may be a message there. Sometimes there may be just an opening for needing extra energy, the extra experience. And just take a deep breath. That breath move all the way through the body from the top of the head all the way down to the feet. And just let yourself be in that present space present space of the body, the physical and energy body together, and feel that core center called the Hara line, very center of the body, find that line, that tube of light moves all the way up and moves all the way down, and we take a nice deep breath here, and breathe out. And we move to the heart chakra, very center of the chest. And we may perhaps feel that emerald green light. But most importantly, we feel that beautiful spiral that is about giving and receiving love. But most importantly, illuminating the magic of love through your heart, through your body. And just let that chakra open up. Open up like a wheel of energy. And this is a vortex. This is the heart chakra vortex. Where there is a front, a middle, and a back to a heart chakra, to any chakra of the physical chakras. And we're just going to send light all the way through your heart chakra. I'm going to send golden light all the way through. Use your breath and simply guide that golden light through from the front all the way to the back, very slowly, very gently, very peacefully. And move it all the way out to the back. The back is where we connect to will and intention of the present moment. And we bring that golden light back through from the back to the middle, to the front. And we just place a golden spiral all the way around the outside of the vortex. It's energy, so it goes all the way through too. We're just spinning it in the proper direction, clockwise. And simply let the heart chakra expand open, the field of opening around the heart chakra. Opening it up. You feel that magic of love. You feel that magic of presence. Remember to stay in the feeling field versus the thinking awareness. Just let yourself feel the opening of your heart chakra. Hopefully feeling it as a lighter aspect of where you began today. And then we just bring the, the heart chakra back to its original positioning, so it opens and closes like a breath. 
And just feel that energy moving all the way through the body from the top of the head to the feet and out into your field. And this is the heart chakra. Feel that flotation and that flow of taking in love and then exhaling love to find that balance of the flow of love, of infinite love in and through your experience as well as the collective. Big breath in, big breath out. Coming back into the physical body, into your physical awareness. And when you're ready, gently open your eyes. Okay. All right. You may want to journal a little bit after that in case you did receive some messages or just how you felt. There's a lot of times, a lot of messages that come through just that experience by just journaling about how you felt, what you experienced in that. So I want to, as always, thank you so much for uh, tuning in to today's podcast, whether you're listening live or you're listening on the archive. I so do appreciate that. Once again, I always want to mention that you can find out more about my work on my website at eddiemalls.com. You can also find me on social media, on Facebook and Twitter and um, LinkedIn and Instagram. I guess those are the only ones I'm on right now. So so I'm always posting on there of things that I'm receiving, pieces that I'm receiving through my channels. And I'll be doing um, some videos coming up. I have a new column that I'm going to be specifically doing for uh, social media in my newsletter. So that'll be coming up. So I have a few new new things coming up. And uh, podcast schedule, I'm getting a podcast schedule set. So we'll be on Tuesdays and um, on occasion we'll be on Thursday evening as well. So again, I hope you have a beautiful rest of whatever part of the day you're in. And remember to take some time for self-care, hopefully every day, whenever you can find the time for that. But as long as you're doing it and doing it very authentically with what you are being called, what your body is calling you and needing from you, as well as your soul and your heart, and find that place of solitude so you can drop into stillness within nature. Thank you so much, everybody. Have a beautiful day. Thank you.